0: Hello, I'm Mark Fuller, Ph.D., and welcome to the latest episode of the 5-Minute Expert, where today we are talking about the world of competitive eating. Wait a minute, didn't we talk about this last week? Yes, we did. But here at the 5-Minute Expert, we endeavor to make you an expert on a particular topic within five minutes. While we did discuss the connection between the fat man clubs of the 1880s and the current spate of competitive eating contests, we haven't drilled down into the marrow of the sport. Did you know a number of people have died while competing? And critics of the sport have cited the numerous negative health effects of competitive eating, which include delayed stomach emptying, aspiration pneumonia, perforation of the stomach, esophageal rupture, and obesity. But before we test our gag reflex, Let's hear a snippet of advertising from this week's sponsor, Grunt Stopper. Ever feel just plain glommed up inside? Things not moving through your system the way they should? You may need Grunt Stopper. Grunt Stopper is a powerful laxative that gets the glom out. Think of it as Drano for your personal plumbing. That's Grunt Stopper. And Grunt Stopper now comes in two delicious flavors cookies and cream and mint chocolate chip. Recently, actor Ryan Reynolds argued in an editorial in the Huffington Post that competitive eating is just another example of Western gluttony at a time when so many people in the world are starving. And in that same article, retired competitive eater Don Moses Lerman hinted at some of the dangers of competitive eating when he said he had problems with internal bleeding due to stretching his stomach to prepare for food contests. Competitive eaters really do train for these food competitions. Stomach elasticity is considered the key to eating success, and competitors commonly train by drinking large amounts of water over a short time to stretch out the stomach. Others combine the consumption of water with large quantities of low calorie foods, such as vegetables or salads. Some eaters chew large amounts of gum in order to build jaw strength. It might seem a contradiction, but many trainees believe maintaining a low body fat percentage is thought to be helpful in competitive eating. This is known as the belt of fat theory. This theory posits that a person with a large girth of fatty tissue around their midsection cannot expand their stomach quickly in these contests. In other words, actually being fat might just cost you the win. Retired competitive eater, Ed Cookie Jarvis, trained by consuming entire heads of boiled cabbage, followed by drinking up to two gallons of water every day for two weeks before a contest. The training and competitions not only cause gastric ruptures and drop sodium levels to dangerously low levels that might lead to seizures, but can also trigger eating disorders. Discomfort following an event is common with nausea, heartburn, abdominal cramping, and diarrhea prevalent. People may also use laxatives or force themselves to vomit following the contest. Matt Stoney, who beat Joey Chestnut in the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest in 2015, describes his training regimen as eating up to 60 hot dogs three times a week and following those practice sessions by drinking a gallon of water. To prepare for the Hooters Wings Contest, Stoney would eat 200 wings four or five times each week. Chestnut was the 2014 winner by eating 182 wings in 10 minutes. Amazingly, Stoney is a petite 5'8 and 125 pounds in weight. We mentioned the fact that a number of people have died while participating in various competitive eating contests. Most deaths are a result of choking. Here are a few that stand out. In October 2012, a 32-year-old man died while competitively eating live roaches and worms. An autopsy revealed he had choked to death. In July 2013, a 64-year-old Australian man died in a pie-eating contest. On July 4, 2014, a 47-year-old competitive eater choked to death during the hot dog eating contest. At a Sacred Heart University event on April 2, 2017, a 20-year-old female student died as a result of a pancake-eating contest. She died by choking. In 2017, a 42-year-old Colorado man choked to death during a bakery's eating challenge after he attempted to eat a half-pound donut in 80 seconds or less. The medical examiner cited asphyxia as the cause of death due to obstruction of his airway. On August 13, 2019, a 41-year-old man choked to death after competing in an amateur taco-eating competition at a Fresno Grizzlies baseball game. And on January the 26, 2020, a woman died in Hervey Bay, Queensland in a lamington-eating contest on Australia Day. Lamingtons are a coconut-encrusted cake of sorts that Australians eat. So with all these potential health issues and even death, why do professional eaters continue to compete? Well, it's the money. Top eaters can make in excess of $500,000 per year from winnings and sponsorships. Chestnut in particular has cemented his status as the best competitive eater of all time. He currently holds 49 records officially recognized by Major League Eating. Among them are inhaling 141 hard boiled eggs in eight minutes and scarfing down 121 Twinkies in six minutes. So if you think you've got what it takes to stuff your face with the best of them, you might want to think again. Ward's House of Prime, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, has a prime rib meat challenge. The current record is 360 ounces, set by Molly Shuler in June 2017. That's 22 and a half pounds of steak in one sitting. But hey, who knows? Maybe you can be the one to scarf down 23 pounds and take the title away from her. But you better start training today. Well, Larry, what do you have for us from the peanut gallery today? (laughs) Jim Socks from Punta Gorda, Florida, emailed us to comment on the dangers of competitive eating. Jim writes, quote, I used to be a competitive eater. That is until I blew out my rotator cuff. It became so painful to actually get the food to my mouth, I just had to retire. People don't realize the amount of repetitive motion involved in putting large amounts of food in your mouth each day. Now the pain is so great, I can barely lift a fork to my mouth. Eaters, beware, Well, Jim, thanks for sharing your story. I know many of our listeners will appreciate you having their back, or their stomach, as it were, in helping them avoid food-related injuries. Larry says there is no such thing as competitive eating among chimps. They just stuff all the food they can find and hope for more the next day. But he has known some monkeys to eat up to nine bananas in a half hour. Nine bananas in 30 minutes? It's not that much of a challenge. No, I never tried eating nine bananas at one time. Anyway, tell one person about the podcast today, folks. You'll be glad you did.